Two and a half years since Mind Podcast started. We could not have reached here without your support. Thank you. If you like new voices, fresh voices, and irreverent voices, do support Mind Podcast. Click on the pinned tweet on MindMakers or visit mind.net. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to this <coughs> new edition of Mind Podcast coming to you from a weirdly cold Houston morning. Uh, me and Sunanda are shivering in the studios. And with a cup of chai, I told Adit, I said, I cannot start this podcast this morning if I don't drink my chai. Yeah, so I was like, make it too. I, I need some, <laughs> some chai as well. But <coughs> joining on this patriarchal, regressive, pathetic Mind Podcast <laughs> where all women wear sadis and all men wear kurtas, uh, well, uh, regressive according to India today at least, uh, <laughs> And making a debut is Shefali Vaidya from India. How are you, Shefali? I'm good, but you didn't uh, introduce me to my right Monica, the right regressive Monica that the Niptad used for me. Sadhvi Shefali. I'm sorry. Sadhvi Shefali. Yes. For um, people who live under a rock or don't know who Shefali is, Shefali is an author, columnist. Um, she writes on a variety of issues from a political to cultural issues. She's written for various portals including Mindmakers and uh, is very active on Facebook and Twitter and uh, that's why I said Under a Rock if you've missed a post on Facebook so you and you are also involved with Tarun Bharat Shefali if I'm not mistaken yes yes, yes. I'm working as an editorial consultant for yes. a Marathi daily called Tarun Bharat huh. so I write for them quite frequently I write for three Marathi newspapers actually huh. so I I, uh, my, I can understand a little bit of uh, spoken Marathi written Marathi, I'm all at sea at because I mean, I used to be able to when I used to travel to Bombay a lot, mm -hmm. but uh, okay. now I've lost my touch with it. <laughs> but spoken Marathi, when I listen to people having conversations and stuff like that, today I was listening to Vinayji giving an interview in Marathi that was a two Marathi portal, so that was interesting. I can understand okay. Marathi too, yeah. Uh, so, but welcome to Mind Podcast, Shefali. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Adit and Sunanda. It's a great honor to be here. Oh, the pleasure is Thank ours. You. So, I, you know, I, I wanted to kick things off with another thing. But then this morning I woke up and this morning when I woke up at night, <laughs> I saw... <laughs> I saw a video that India Today had something about Sari at the office. So whether you care to explain? And we'll yeah, it was a very um, uh, strange video. It just uh, pointed out uh, the strange video where women are just um, uh, apparently not happy with the sari, not wearing the sari, and the statement that they are trying to send out is that saris make you clumsy, saris make you slower at work, men ogle at you if yeah. you are wearing saris, yeah. which is so strange that would you not? I mean, uh, um, I mean, uh, when you wear other kind of clothing, western clothing or any other kind of clothing, men won't ogle you. Those who have to ogle will ogle anyway. What does sari have to do with yeah. it? Absolutely. Somehow associating sari with uh, that. Uh -huh. And also somehow sari is associated with married women. I mean, it was a weird kind of video. Um, Shafari, what did you think? astounding video. I mean, I saw it with increasing uh, incredulity. I, I didn't even understand what they were trying to do. First of all, it makes me feel that India Today office is full of klutzy women who can't do simple things like climb stairs or go to the toilet wearing a sari, which millions of women in India do on an everyday basis. Yes. Secondly, apparently their office is full of lecherous men who ogle at their co-workers. Yeah. I mean, why would anybody want to put out a video of that? I, I don't understand. I, don't, I mean, I, it baffles me. Completely. Yeah. The kind of 
dress what a woman wears does doesn't make it justified you know for people to ogle at her and stuff like that exactly and see artist the whole uh, thing about this feminist argument is like you know you can wear whatever you want um, absolutely but what was did um, why did india today put i'm still at sea why did india today put this what were they trying to show what were they trying to prove i mean this is not anything related to the news or anything what was india today trying to do maybe i mean i, I don't know i mean not cool Yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. So I yeah. I don't understand what's going so on. So maybe just a um, extension of just because anything Indic is backwards. So if sari originated in India and if sari is a Indic attire, remember Parsis wear sari. Remember a lot of Muslims wear sari. So if, if sari, but sari is an Indic attire. So if sari is an Indic attire, it must be attire. Hey, Theresa May wore a sari. I know. <laughs> so I mean, you. I mean, it's not about that. Indian athletes who represent India at the Olympics wear a sari. I know. It it doesn't it doesn't make our society. P. V. Sindhu wore a sari at the opening ceremony of the Olympics and then kicked some ass in I the know. badminton thing. I mean, and I don't mean it literally. Before yeah. you jump at me, I mean, I meant Ikki Shikhar a silver medal. Does it make her achievements? less because she wore a sari for a minute no i'm glad we have shefali on this thing shefali actually has a thing um, a blog or a hashtag going for a long time seriously speaking right yeah yeah and i have often seen your um, uh, you know dps and uh, your display pictures and lot of pictures in sarees you wear a sari with lot of pride so do i everywhere i go all my professional engagements all my adit knows he has been with me and uh, whenever i we go for any speaking engagements professional engagements i'm always in a sari sure, as a matter of fact we have going to one in 3 days yes, when you're probably going to wear a sari i always wear a sari i have never once found it clumsy i have never once found did anything other than elegant so i mean and it's functional also sari is not something you just wear on diwali and uh, holi and shivratri mm-hmm. sari is something that yeah, this is a message that i want to put out sari is that in the today is saying you should wear sari only on your marriage the message that they giving is basically that hmm. that is just and nowhere else not even on diwali that's yeah. the classic part you know yeah. and i don't understand this it's like sari is a garment i wore it yesterday i was traveling some place and i was at delhi airport and the security woman who was checking me she told me ma'am you're looking very ट्रेडिशन इट्स 
any damn thing that is a part of your tradition hmm. that is made uncool and yeah. anything that is not a part of your tradition it suddenly becomes uh, you know cool and in thing or whatever no i agree with you no, completely it's very no. sad actually no sad. i agree with you completely so um, b- b- before we move on to the next topic i, w- I, w- I would like to say so my my dadi is not on twitter and she always wore a sari a lot of times you know wo so i was asking her and she's like hai ab is pe bhi controversy kar li ye log ne and i was like yeah that sums it up you know i, I know. talked to her he's like i thought this was non controversial exactly. so everything is controversial everything is controversial so i was joking with her i was like you if you go nearby an india today reporter she they might judge you for wearing a sari so anyways uh, so moving on and and um, what what, you know what are they huh. कश्मीरी बैन कर देंगे वो भी <laughs> so uh, moving on to the current affairs news of the week uh, <coughs> the things that dominated the news were i think the gujarat polls rex tillerson and stuff like that uh, the gujarat polls it's uh, all out war now uh, between bjp and congress as you would imagine it always is in gujarat but uh, this time it seems to be interesting because uh, congress uh, at least the state congress has seems like they have pulled out all stops because उनको ये लगता है कि विद दर डिमिनिशिंग नेशनल इमेज दे शुड ट्राई एंड यू नो री इन्वेंट स्टेट कांग्रेस विद हुट कांग्रेस बिकॉज मिनिस्टर्स विद फोर एस्टेट्स बट हु इज द फेस ऑफ कांग्रेस इन गुजरात द सेम फोर पीपल हुज बीन फॉर द लास्ट ट्वेंटी ईयर्स आई मीन भरत सोलंकी this time this time a lot of people in gujarat believe at least politically and i also believe that actually bharat singh solanki should have been made the chief ministerial candidate because congress would have actually benefited mm. because there are there are some regions where bharat singh solanki is strong but they are afraid unki strategy pehle se kya rahi hai ki we get eight state leaders who can win you like some seats in dis- one or two districts each and sabme se jo bhi sabse zyada seat le gaya wo chief minister ban jaye mm. and that has never worked for them but they still try to do it you know that the old joke the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing again and again i remember you being worried about saurashtra region a little bit hmm. how is what is what what are your sources saying about the latest I, I, thing i know i'm still worried about i i don't buy the opinion polls completely because mm-hmm. opinion polls they do it in some districts and stuff and tend to extrapolate and i don't think it, it it's unwise to extrapolate in saurashtra right now because okay. uh, individual seats may in the same district individual seats are voting completely differently and mm-hmm. i've talked to many many people so i am still holding my bets for about 95 to 105 for bjp they may get five or six more seats they form the government comfortably yeah. but yeah so shivali how do you view what's happening in gujarat right now the gujarat polls uh right now from what i hear from my friends who are in gujarat it's as you said the bjp is likely to cross 
it seats comfortably mm-hmm. but 150 i don't know because yes. in democracy you can never be really sure i am happy for democracy mm-hmm. but at the right at the young age of 50 rahul gandhi is reinventing himself for i think probably the 100 <laughs> and he is he is posing a credible challenge to uh, the bjp mm-hmm. it's good because in a democracy you always need a credible opposition so i but i uh, it's like on one hand the uh, congress is talking about uh, vikas and they they are saying that we will develop the state better and on the other hand they, all they are doing is they are putting this caste against this caste and this mm. group against this group exactly. so wahi purana social engineering wala fanta abhi tak chal raha hai Mm. No, and, and, and tried in UP, which didn't work in UP. So now they're trying it in Gujarat. Uh, no, and they've tried it ever since that silly. Uh, and I hate whenever news anchors use this calm analogy, Shatriya, Harijan, Adivasi, and Muslim, uh-huh. because it did not work in '84. People are misunderstanding mm. that it the '84 was a post Indira Gandhi wave. Uh, he may have uh, madhusi solanki may have done this if it had worked in 84 he did the same thing in 89 why did congress end up with 32 seats mm-hmm. see most people yeah. will tell you that congress got 149 seats what they won't tell you is this lost 117 seats they lost 117 seats more in i mean that's un- un- you're talking about 1989 1989 Um, formed uh, or won the election yes. so to speak um, but i have to tell you a very interesting thing shifali you use the ter- term credible opposition the problem is mm-hmm. the people who keep reinventing rahul gandhi forget that he is not credible <laughs> or he is not something new he has been on the um, you know on the field for so long huh. people can judge him for his record people will joke that he is not credible he is incredible <laughs> <laughs> ऑफ़ बीजेपी लाइक 80 टू 90 परसेंट सीट्स दे स्वीप 
because a lot of people in urban Gujarat would want they don't as much depend upon the local MLA as they vote like like a more like a pan state election ki kaun hai tumhara wo state so but let me ask you this what are the main issues in that BJP will win this election that we know hmm. the only thing is with what margin it will win and that's not what I'm interested in right now I want to know what is what are the issues in Gujarat right now because those issues might become the issues in 2019 general election also is it Vikas or is it something else are you trying to say something Shefani yeah yeah, I said that's a very fair point because if there is any discontent or if there is any possible issue, mm. that could be reflected uh, a year later in the nationwide uh, poll right. as well. Mm. So it is better to take note of it now for the BJP and figure out ki if there is a disenchantment, it is on what and why is it happening. Right. So one thing is there, of course, anti-incumbency. I mean, Gujarat uh, has been a BJP government mm. for so many years now. Mm. So wo, that is human nature. Also what is interesting I feel I find is a lot of issues that people are having are economic in nature. Yeah. See the people want to say that the issues are civic but electricity is not an issue in Gujarat roads aren't much in, in an issue mm. and security definitely it's Gujarat is better than you know uh, most, places. most places so that is not an issue uh, economic issues are hurting them which is the GST GST thing GST, even yeah. the jhatka after demonetization because mm. Gujarat like many states especially the small traders it was all a cash based economy mm. so that is hurting them uh, the I know some people in Gujarat who are actually going to close their businesses next year or yeah. they are on verge if if something doesn't change so, so I mean, my recommendation for BJP is that you may win the election and you will win the election that's not the point but as Shifali said Keep your ears to the ground. No, Listen what, to what, I, I is, think what, what Mo, people what, are saying. What Modi said, and he specifically made that point in Gujarati about GST. Yeah. He's reaching out and he is, he, they're trying to find a solution. I, I recommend what the BJP needs to do is probably have a delegation of organizations, like trader organizations, meet with the finance minister and tell them what their problems are. Because you don't want a disenchanted public. Because, you know, when um, disenchantment so from 2 to 4, the level 2 to 4, it's very easy. Because mm. then everybody, even if they have a small grouse, it starts getting amplified. Right. So it's very essential for them to nip this in the bud. And so GST is growing pains. It's a reform, no doubt. No one can deny that it's not a reform. It is not a bull in the china shop kind of a thing. It is a genuine nee, solid deco, reform. Whether it's a but it will take time. It's a no-brainer that it's a good thing. But mm. you can't suggest that people need to, you know, uh, uh, starve because of that. Because a lot of people... Huh, sorry? Huh, yeah, Shifa, go on. Do, do. I agree with you. Hmm. With GST, of course, implementation has been an issue hmm. and people are hurting and as you said very rightly that the BJP needs to keep its ear on the ground hmm. and at least understand where it is hurting people and what are their genuine concerns. Hmm. Because hmm. this is also from small traders hmm. that uh, you know the guidelines are not clear, we don't know what we are supposed to do and yes it's hurting business. Hmm. So we need to know how to get out of this. Hmm. That is something that the government needs to take, uh, you know, listen to this and take, do something about it. I would say if after six months from today, 
we are still talking about GST implementation problems, then it's a huge problem for government. Six months from now, all this should not be become an issue. And, and, and BJP, I, I, I'm telling with all honesty, BJP might scrape through in Gujarat in spite of the GST thing. But they, if this continues, they won't be so lucky in Rajasthan and Madhya Pradesh. Hmm. Because there are other issues also. Don't and there are faces there. And don't forget, Madhya Pradesh, uh, they have a strong phrase in Jyotiraditya Sindhya. I, although I have my con uh, reservations against dynasty is at least a better face than they have been in Gujarat. So yeah. that's, that's and uh, Rajasthan uh, Sachin Pilot is putting <laughs> and, up a good and, fight. and good news for Congress is Digvijay Singh has promised not to interfere. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, that jokes about. But but um, Shifari, what do you think? Anything else that has dominated the political news that has uh, that has interested you or intrigued you this week? Uh, one is this uh, Which thing? Hello. There have been judgments in the past two years about things like liquor, about crackers, about uh, Rohingyas, about mm. all sorts of things. And basically, there have been the, the honourable bench has been looking at its own decisions and then taking U turns and then again saying reconsider. So, thoda sa aisa hota hai na ki if people don't, uh, if the court itself doesn't respect its past judgments, mm. how can the people be expected to do it? Yeah, so basically judicial overreach has been particularly, uh, and, and interestingly you brought about the national anthem because I wanted to come to you about a thing that happened to you on Twitter, which I thought was some of the comments were despicable and we're going to come to it in the last segment. Uh, so uh, about that, but I don't know. We talked this about, we had a podcast with Jaggi two weeks ago and that's what we were talking about as well, that it's increasing. But do you think maybe it's because uh, there was a weak government before this government and the judiciary, in popular opinion, people were welcoming judicial overreach, but now there is a strong government, you know, and they don't want to go out back. You think that might happen? Possibly. Hmm. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, that's what I also my opinion about My opinion about this yeah, is though, that uh, we go we we government or strong government judicial overreach oh. should never be allowed Absolutely. because this is not their match this is something you know you sit on a tiger and then you don't know how to um, no, get it's, out it's like emergency right if but if the executive is weak f you know tackle the executive get the, them out but do I, not expect judiciary to do executive's uh, job when executive is weak that's a problem and hold your thought shifali i'm coming to you in a second but uh, one last point that i want to make is uh, if people thought that uh, you know the one point one time when we leaded judicial overreach was during the emergency or tab nahi hui just a point so yeah uh, <clears throat> by the way i have to uh, before we get into the other topic about judicial overreach i have to we were just talking you know uh, shifali i have to congratulate you on being the first person to uh, and the only person the only person uh, whom arnab claimed is claimed defeat to right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a tale i can tell my grandkids someday yes uh, and it's a tale arnab can tell his yeah, grandkids but, also but but tell your grandkids when they are a little older uh, because then wo volume arnab ka itna zyada hoga you might have to turn it down a little bit. <laughs> no, I actually saw that clip and I was like, Kya baat hai? I mean, you know, you deserve a pat on the back for that. <laughs> yeah. 
no but um, but he uh, you know jokes about arnab aside you you brought in a very important point and i think a lot of i think arnab actually had the best debate on this uh, njac thing where uh, it was uh, arun jetli versus rajiv dhawan and uh, that was uh, last when year. he was in times Fine, now that's what times, times now. now and i really hope there are more debates like this on judicial overreach uh, the the thing is and okay i i may sound a little crazy but i think people are too scared of having a debate to what if no, they like Reason, we keep talking about um, democracy and we keep talking about the pillars of democracy we also have to understand that there is legislature there is executive and there is um, judiciary and there is a reason that we have no, but I'm a different separate point. branches of government that is the reason we have no, one no. branch cannot override into another branch i agree but i'm making a different point hmm. i think in india we are ready to debate about the executive politicians ko ye karna ho we are even ready to debate on the military yes in fact we over debate on the military on some points we shouldn't even be debating, debating on. on but we don't debate on judiciary yes and why do you think do you think shifali that's the case as well that we don't debate as much on judicial Thing. Yeah, because everybody is scared of contempt of court, exactly. and secondly, what happens is where is the accountability? Executive mm. का तो accountability है हर पांच साल बाद आपको जाना है. Yeah, what is the accountability? If you don't like their performance, you have to can chuck them out. Mm. You know that is there for all other for legislature also. It's the same thing. You have elections, you chuck them out if you don't like them. Yeah. But so. judiciary, what happens? Yeah. No, I agree. No. And like I re- remember when uh, Justice Antonin Scalia in United States passed away, there was a debate about his legacy. Uh, the left versus right because the left hated him and the right adored him. No, there is a huge debate about judiciary in the West and the judges of the Supreme Court and what legacy they leave and the judgments they have given in their lifetime and what they have done. In India, we don't. We put them on the pedestal. Mm. Uh, the minute they become the Supreme Court judges or the minute they become judges, <coughs> we stop talking. about them uh, that is wrong and somehow and the lordships themselves are just so picky and so uh, touchy that they actually had to stop that L- jolly uh, llb you know they actually two. told them uh, or two, the one, one no two yeah. that they cannot uh, have a scene on that they actually the le- judiciary itself gagged a movie hmm. so you know they are so touchy about it themselves that i think that you know judiciary has just been put on a pedestal it's high time that there is educated sensible discussion on this and as far as the appointment of the judges is concerned no it cannot be prerogative of the peers no you cannot choose the judges there has to be members from the executive and from the legislature who will choose the judges you cannot have you know a buddy buddy system acha chal tu aaj judge ban ja kal main judge banta hu you cannot have that buddy and buddy system and they should system. be beyond questions as well they yes. should be so uh, उटिंग 
someone should question them also on things yeah. you know so first no one gave them the right to do and who retired supreme court judges could be cci ki panel ka wo kar diya and stuff although i respect justice loda a lot but, but still, still that's not his that's, that's not, not his job it's it's yeah. i don't have a problem with justice loda i but who what if the person who replaces him is not as good as justice loda yes, and see, that's see, the, what i have the problem supreme with supreme court should be in the business of um, you know saving the institution which is which is what i had a problem with uh, the emergency it's not about a leader was good or bad if another person who replaces that person is not good then there's a problem and that's why i have problem when people use rubbish like undeclared emergency so uh, so easily yeah because they knew what it was like to live in an emergency i i have had family who lived in emergency in fact people forget that gujarat and bihar are two states because of which the emergency was imposed because of the uh, the congress was afraid of losing their government and then the jp ah, movement, movement. Uh, the navnirman movement and stuff so i know people who have lived through the navnirman movement so when people say rubbish like this and i talk about talk to them you know yeah uh, that there is fascism and all no but hmm. judiciary the point is very well taken i think we just need to people like Shefali and people like us and people like who have some influence, um, you know, um, somewhere. Whatever platform is available to us, we need to question it um, time and again. In fact, I have a piece coming up on um, this ridiculous thing that you know that Kashmiri pundits who are saying that you know, oh please tell us what happened to that, those 215 FIRs that were filed in 1990 because those were the only ones we could file. Mm. Okay. And nothing has happened on them, and judiciary says that they have. no time to reopen the case and it has the temerity to say where were you here uh, till now that you had to come this late well where were we we were trying to build our lives and plus we also had the you know some hope in the executive we were hoping that the but, state government but, would take but care but when of you it. were building your lives did you dare to bust crackers on diwali <laughs> then shame on you shame on you <laughs> so no but seriously like adding insult to the injury you know even asking this question and saying that we don't have the time to take up this but you have the time to you know open the courts in the midnight and listen to the mercy plea of a convicted terrorist Shefali till now 27 years have passed there is not one official version of why Hindus of Kashmir had to flee there is not one official government version and that will come i have repeatedly been saying that there should be an sit set there should be um, you know um, the government or somebody needs to do we need to have one official version of what happened if you go and ask anybody in the uh, you know who is in power they will not give you one official the government has never taken a stand that why was the borijan population of kashmir thrown away they won't tell you so that is why because there is not one stand from the government that is why there are strands like jagmohan ne baga diya something happened this was a conspiracy this was a thing that is where the um, judiciary needs to take a stand instead they will take a stand on um, you know uh, national anthem and charnamrit mein kitna doodh dalna chahiye i mean are you serious Absolutely, and it's like in one year. On on one hand, the chief justice or uh, somebody basically they cry saying that oh we have too many cases we can't handle, and on the other hand they there are they are uh, doing repeated uh, relooking at their own judgments, oh. cracker ban on liquor ban on on all sorts of. Oh, or on a lighter note, I think if people still have doodwalas, the, they will the doodwalas are going to say Modi ji ne to sirf GST lagaya, jaj sab to doodh me kitna pani dalo, wo bhi bolte. <laughs> so this is really ridiculous
No, but anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, so, Shifali, I want um, <clears throat> I want to, to discuss about what because you brought up the national anthem. What happened last week? So, you shared a very emotional story. I thought it was very very touching, and I I don't think and a very personal story. personal story. And and mind you, we uh, we initially when we were thinking, I was I I was conflicted myself that whether we should be talking about this on my podcast because this is your story. But the kind of ridiculous reactions that you got compelled me to think that. Like I mean, are we so heartless that we are going to be questioning? Uh, like, or not just questioning? We are going to be saying such rubbish things about such a, such stories. So I mean, not we, the liberals. The liberals. The I mean, liberals. yeah, the so-called liberals and the so-called uh, free speech uh, protectors. Yeah. So, um, first of all, uh, props to you, Shefali, for uh, you know standing your ground. And, and I completely understand, Shefali, if you don't want to talk about this because it's such a personal story. But I would really. No, no, I want to talk about it. Yes, because it's go really ahead. Important. Yes, See, go ahead. Uh, I had written a blog in 2012. I was not even on Twitter then. And I had written it for a parenting website called MothersDelight.com, hmm. in which I had chronicled my entire journey in the hope that it might inspire somebody else's parenting journey. Right. And in that, I had given in five parts the entire thing that happened, right from when my pregnancy was detected and all sorts of issues that we had. I mean, you can go through it. And in that, finally, I had said that when on 25th week I was admitted to the hospital, I was so desolate and I was so scared because they told me that I. was going to deliver in 24 hours and i was you know completely at sea and it was just me and my husband in that uh, cold windowless room palace and there was nobody we didn't have our parents there we didn't have our uh, siblings friends koi nahi tha so it was just me and him and at that point of time the only thing i had to hold on to was some emotional sukar and i it, it could have been anything you know whatever calmed me down at that point of time that worked So it was a book. It was a book on the life of Shivaji Maharaj. It was the vision of a picture of Guru Nanak that I had in my Delhi house, and it was a national anthem. Obviously, yeah. if you are in the hospital day in and day out, you are basically paralyzed from neck down. You cannot even get up, and the medicines are making you hallucinating, and they are making you crazy. The only thing that the, the last strand of sanity that you are holding on to. is the hope that everything should be all right with your babies yeah. and at that point of time the national anthem did give me a lot of sukar and i have written it in the blog in 2012 yes when i was not even on twitter you know so what do you what shifali i uh, remembered that incident mm-hmm. and then i redid it in uh, in a tweet form mm. i did not anticipate the amount of virulence putrid hatred that mm-hmm. i would get on something that was a very personal story and they did not even read my blog even when i gave the link my blog clearly mentions the 26 january milestone it clearly mentions uh, the national anthem mm-hmm. it clearly mentions that when i passed the 29 weeks the strains of national anthem were playing in the room they yeah. accused me of lying <laughs> no what do you me of using my children's story right. to earn political brownie points i mean how heartless can yeah. you be no and i think i think the main issue here is and and the debate about whether one should be playing national anthem before movies or not is a separate debate i think what shifali was trying to say and i'm not speaking for her but she can say whether was what the national anthem meant to her and why it was so significant Me? for yes. her yes exactly yes. i did not claim it that it was a miracle cure no. Oh, I must say that in every hospital you played 
Shefali when I narrated my story after such a long time after 27 years yes. in that speech that I was um, invited to give an Amarnath story and when we were driving to the thing Adit you know you were with me and I was telling you I don't know what I'm going to say I'm just going to say a few things about Kashmir and I'm going to come back but somehow Shefali and this I don't think anybody knows and I'm saying this for the first time before that speech what you see on the video before that mm -hmm. they actually did a puja for Amarnath victims because okay. these people were going to the Yatra right and they came back and they never got home so they actually did a puja there was a priest there who came and who did a puja and who did mantra charan and everything for the soul and something happened to me that time I cannot explain it I mean somebody could call it melodramatic but no, I when they were when the priest was doing a puja and when we were praying for their souls something kicked me and that's when I went this thing. It was not scripted. It was not this thing. I, I had to go and tell my story. The story that my children also don't know. You know, that I had to go and I had to um, speak this in front of everyone. So I completely relate to Shafari. when I first heard the story, I Sunanda had told me the story. Your, your story shook me to the fore, Sunanda. I know. It you told me. You reached out to me, Shafali. I know. 450 years ago in Goa, they yes. had to also go through the same thing. Hmm. But... You were living it and I, I, I don't know how, I, I, mean, I cannot even describe how I felt. It was like I couldn't even talk for I think 15 minutes mm -hmm. and then I sent you a message. I it know. was it was that uh, moving. Thank you. So these things happen. No, and if somebody no, 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 and I want to tell you something mm -hmm. uh, on this because I, uh, Sunanda told me this story a few years ago when we were talking and stuff and I remember she was in tears and I was shaken when I heard I couldn't speak after the first time I heard this story and then I asked that when are you going to tell this the world needs to know this story and Sunada was like I am not ready to tell this to everyone right now or on a public platform something will happen something will trigger now for you that a lot of people don't know that a school bus Sunanda was attacked right and you went to that school yeah you could have been in that yeah. bus I was kidding yeah was the attacked by jihadis yeah were kidnapped so I'm saying, uh, the, in you saw the bus attack. Yeah, brings back, back memories. memories. Yeah, that so that's what, happened. Ho raha that's what happened to Shifali. Things, memories. You know, it was memory. It's human. Yeah, and the other side is absolutely inhuman when they deal with this. I mean, I just, but you know, a lot of hugs to you, Shifali. And uh, but the good thing about this is that if there were people attacking you, there were equal or more number of people standing in your support. I think you should de a derive a lot of a lot, lot of sucker from there. Yeah. Actually, I think the biggest uh, boost that I got was actually a message from a lady. She also had delivered in 26 weeks, she had delivered twins and she lost one of her babies and the other baby was in the hospital in the NICU. Mm -hmm. And she said, she reached out to me and she said, your story gave me the strength to hold on. That if you could come out of it, then my boy also could come out of it. And yeah. thank you so much for it. And even if nobody else had stood in my support, even if it was this just one person sending me that message, it would have made it worth my yeah, work. Yeah, it was worth but it. I exactly. really appreciate the amount of support that I got both online and offline from people was unbelievable. Yeah. And so, that is, you know, that is that is what I wear like a talisman. That is what protects me from this putrid, vicious hatred of yeah. the people. This is not the first time that's happening. Mm -hmm. This was by far the worst attack and I think it's only going to get worse because in my mother tongue in Konkani there is a saying, you know, give an injured snake just before it's about to be killed makes its most venomous attack. Mm. Which is what is happening to the liberals. They mm. are 
So the self-professed liberals, let me use that, let me qualify that word, yeah. because they are getting increasingly desperate. But what is sad is that okay, you may dislike a person, you may dislike somebody's political views, but why are you hating your country for it? Mm-hmm. Why are you hating everything that is sacred? to a lot of people for it why no. are you hating your national icon no no it? i think you brought an excellent why point why hate india no no sunant uh, sorry shefali you brought an excellent point why hate india because i want to bring in this despicable ad that radio mirchi came up with mm. okay uh, the amount yeah. of self flagellation that these people have ki india mat aao because of this i mean that is no more people not more people everyone i know has condemned what happened to that those people five people were caught in the ne- in the next 48 hours the swiss couple right and you had that akash banerji chap attacking the switzerland embassy or something and 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 then um, and i don't know who it was Ridiculous. some envoy or something yeah. and then uh, the radio mirchi ad that where they talk about ki don't come to india and matao india it was completely Mata taking india, against yeah. the government's incredible you, india on, campaign already at the on in the west there is this terrible over simplification of what's or not over simplification one sided view of what's happening in india and we like people a lot of people who ask us and there are many people who try to clear their myth mm. now here is radio mirchi the allegedly the most heard station in india um, amplifying that myth i know so if there is one incident like this look at how the government ran after them and found the culprits it is terrible it should not have happened i condemn it from this platform this i compare condemn it in the strongest words but that is not india that is not tourism india for every one story there are at least 1 million stories where people are delighted and have a wonderful time when they come as tourists to india so to completely negate this whole campaign you know especially at a time when india is trying to sort of build its tourism potential and think about all the people in uh, uh, tourism industry gives employment to what are you trying to do this is so irresponsible and this should not be forgiven i agree so it I- is like just because your house has the uh, pest it's like would you burn your whole house down yeah. or would you try to do pest control exactly agreed i found extremely saddening sunanda is that nowhere in the ad did they even mention once that the criminal should be caught nowhere did they mention even once that there should be better policing there should be better facilities there should be better security because that's not what they're interested the in remember don't come to india mat aao india yeah remember sector in 2016 it gave employment to 40 million people yeah. that's like 10% of the total job market of india yeah so rem- rem- yeah remember shifali they are not interested so when you say why are they why aren't they saying catch the criminals or anything they are not interested in solutions agree, agree the other side the so called left liberal side is never interested in solutions and i want to make a quick point on this just give me one second i'm going to make a quick point So yeah what we were talking offline is that apparently incredible india to is a right wing cause uh, cleaning your streets right wing cause busting crackers right wing cause very sorry right wing right cause, cause. um uh, shefali was joking like cleaning your uh, cleaning huh. your house is a right wing clause cause not clause mm. and to to which i said but if you are using the right jhadu uh, it is probably not a right wing <laughs> cause you might have the delhi cm s- supporting you i know but isn't it incredible shefali that jhadu is not a right wing cause उसको यूज़ करना, 
I just want to say that there is a lot of, uh, you know, claiming victimhood that is going on in the liberal, feminist, whatever circles. But the people who are, and I wouldn't even call them right-wing, but people who are on the Indic side, people who talk about Indic culture, dharmic issues, they, and especially women, they are being demonized every single day. Nothing is sacred. Their character is not sacred. Their jobs are not sacred. Their careers are not sacred. Their stories are not sacred. Nothing is sacred. So uh, one feminist apparently once told me that why are you even bothering to express your opinions? You should go back into the kitchen. And mind you, this is a woman who actually put on her bio as uh, she calls herself a feminist. No, but and I have, nobody is talking about that. In all your troll stories and all about, oh, these people are so mean to me kind of stories, nobody mentions stories like mine or Nupur's or... Uh, no, or I, uh, I even have a problem with... girl who had to deactivate uh, Shuchi Kalra, I think. Yeah, she Shuchi had to Kalra. deactivate her account because she was trolled mercilessly. Nobody mm. talks about these stories. But long time but ago, no. uh, uh, Shafali, you know, this is, this is nothing new. We have been trolled forever. You know, many years ago, and this is before 2014 election when um, uh, you know that uh, tape uh, sex scandal of Abhishek Manu Singhvi came out mm-hmm. if you remember mm-hmm. that came out I wrote a piece about it and that time um, Twitter was still a you know a new a lot of uh, people were not there and a lot of women were not there and I remember I wrote a piece about it for next one month I was threatened by Congress goons on every platform that I was not that I care oh my God. but this is you know um, this happened at that point so they have always been and I have written about even for it the Bhavari Devi piece. even for the Bhavari Devi piece yes so it is it is just um, ridiculous how no, we have uh, been targeted I have a prob- no, for the last 6-7 years now Sunita, I have a problem with this also when, when somebody tells uh, Shifali go back in the kitchen or something uh, if somebody is a working woman and if somebody chooses to be a housewife, does it mean that they don't have a right to give the feminist opinion? Exactly. They do. I mean, if if somebody if somebody just for the sake I mean, I, I, sake of their kids, they decide that okay, I'm going to take a backseat I'm for for work for the next five years and then I'm going to go back to work. It's their choice, man. Yeah. How the hell does it matter to you whether the, and that should not prevent them from giving their political opinion? Yeah. I mean, come on. So I I find that ridiculous but anyways it's basically you are dehumanizing women mm-hmm. you are basically typecasting them in a certain role and you are basically saying that just because somebody chooses to be a homemaker she doesn't have any intelligence or any opinions to express mm-hmm. you are not even treating them as human and then you call yourself a feminist I don't understand the hypocrisy I know I agree with don't. you so no I agree with you completely it's 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 actually a very reductionist argument rather than a feminist argument so um, no, the, the great points and a fascinating discussion, Shifali, as always. Uh, now we are to uh, the end of the podcast where we start giving a recommendation. So, Sunanda, any recommendation you have this week? Uh, this week, um, actually, I do want to pay my tribute to the Doyen and Empress of Indian classical music, Hindustani classical music, and who totally. passed away, Girija Devi. I mean, Girija Devi ji is, she was truly, or Banaras Garana, she was truly the last of that, you know, those, um, those that age musicians. Um, she was 88 years old and she passed away in Kolkata um, just a few days ago. My tributes to her. So I just want people who have not heard her, she was called Queen of Thumri. 
so people who have yeah. not heard her tumris you know go ahead and you know youtube is full of her um, uh, you know uh, live uh, thing in fact she did a concert just a week ago in delhi just a week ago so truly talk about you know going away with your boots on so she was um, she used to sing many beautiful thumris i mean it's hard for me to pick up one mm. but i would request you i mean she was really the last generation of thumri singers go ahead and listen to her thumris and they will transport you to another level and, and, and if you can uh, youtube pe uski purani jo concerts hai 20 yeah. 30 years ago uski yeah. hai when she was actually at her uh, absolute, absolute prime yeah. yes and am i uh, be, there, there used to be like events in ahmedabad that my family has been to they would tell me that the audience would be just in a frenzy yeah. yes apaji as she was um, uh, you know called often as everyone called her there was pandit jasraj wrote a beautiful tribute to her um, in and that was carried by many newspapers um, but really you know apaji you will be missed that's all i want to say lovely lovely she, amazing voice she amazing had. amazing amazing still she had mm. acha yeah. i would recommend another thing also uh, in saregama and that's when it used to be great in 1999 uh, the the judges were you know ustad vilayat khan girija devi uh, zakir husain all of them and they would just tell the contestants ki ye rag galo ab and was amazing. so at the end of the show they would do a परफॉर्मेंस सो उसमें देर वॉज दिस दीवाना की ये शाम क्या जादू डाला बहुत गाती थी तो गिरिजा देवी ने लाइव तीन मिनट का गाया था जाकिर हुसैन के साथ तबला जस्ट लिसन टू दैट एंड एंड जाकिर हुसैन इवन फाउंड इन दैट थ्री मिनट एंड थर्टी सेकेंड वीडियो ही डिड अ फिफ्टीन सेकेंड तबला पीस वेर एवरी वन जस्ट वाह यू नो सो जस्ट लिसन टू दैट एनी वेज आशिफ अली योर रिकमेंडेशन दिस वीक I cannot think of a better uh, recommendation than the Bharat Pala and AR Rahman National Anthem series, okay. especially the Bhimsen Joshi version. Excellent. I don't know how many people uh, who are listening to this podcast have heard it, hmm. but it's like if you hear, I mean, there are Pandit Jasraj's version. There are many, many versions. All great Indian artists have given their versions, but Bhimsen Ji's voice, Richie's voice, and the way the National Anthem sounds in that voice, anybody with even the slightest bit of emotional connect with india will have tears in their eyes if they listen to it I know I agree I have that CD mem- uh, or cassette at that time tab to aadi thi memorized I had it in my and starts with Lata Lata Mangeshkar and ends with a medley um, of all the uh, artists singing and all the artists are playing yeah. and a lot of people have heard the singing wala which Lata Asha Bhosle Jagjit Singh and stuff are doing but you should even listen to the one the instrumental instrumental one, instrumental one is amazing oh usme it goes from Hari Prasad Chaurasia to Shiv Kumar Sharma on a sun to to pandit kartik kumar and niladri on a sitar and the thing is tab rahul sharma niladri kumar they were all understudy to their fathers in that video it is it is amazing i mean yeah great great recommendation shefali i have a couple of uh, things and this may sound uh, 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 politically incorrect to the lovers of classical music but niladri kumar came on kbc and he there is a 6 minute video where he played sitar suranda sent me that video are he was amazing and then he played dolabzu ki hai ye kahani the from the great game on the sitar uh, on the sitar i mean he then he played jumma jumma which a lot of people <laughs> played him he has, he has uh, come up with something called sitar, sitar which yeah. is um electronic for 
I'm not sure if I like it that much. Yeah. But Niladri himself is a great musician. No question about it. Uh, He's a great musician. I mean, but my, I'm uh, not sure if uh, I like the electronic version of Sitar as much. My actual uh, recommendation this week is a Netflix show called Mind Hunter. It's about uh, how FBI agents uh, used to interview people and catch actual serial killers and stuff like that. Just watch it. It's very interesting. So, yeah. anyways, uh, I have just one more uh, yes, quick recommendation. Please, please. It's about a place actually. Hmm. I would uh, recommend everybody who is listening to this podcast to go to Belur and Halipet and uh, see the Hoysala temples there at least once in your lifetime. You hmm. have to. Absolutely. I, that's actually been on my to-do list for a long time. The Hoysala temples and the the Hampi, mm. the the ruins there. So yeah. yes, uh, yes uh, that's a beautiful note on which to end this podcast. Thank you so much, Shafali, for joining us. Uh, uh, we it was great having you on. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. It was uh, wonderful. Pleasure thank you. And we'll definitely do this again. So and uh, keep rocking, Shafali. Keep yes. rocking. <laughs> and uh, please don't Shafali, please so please don't much. forget to follow Mindmakers on Twitter at m y i n d m a k e r s. Like us on Facebook, and you can follow our any of our accounts on Twitter and Facebook uh, from Aditya and Sunanda and our studios in Houston. It's a wrap. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys.